Hello and welcome back to Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Heather McGee. And I'm Laura Koo. Today we're asking the question, is the saying, he's just not that into you, still relevant? Okay. Well, we've all heard the phrase. Okay. We've all heard the phrase. He's just not that into you. And many of us have also seen the movie, which I'm a big fan of, but continue. Oh, I've seen the movie and I hate (laughs) it. I like it. Hate (laughs) it. Hate it so much. Um, And that saying is meant to refer, it's usually used to refer to men, you know, hence the, you know, he's, uh, and it represents when a man doesn't treat you well or pursue you the way you want or doesn't text And that the reason is because he just isn't into you. Some people nowadays also say it as if he wanted to, he would. I am just not into that phrase. First of all, I I feel like it focuses on totally the wrong thing. And I think it is so disempowering. And why are we worried about what he thinks or what he's into in the first place? First of all, My feeling is that women spend so much time. I mean, we all know group chat, brunch, emails, phone calls. We spend so much time deciphering and investigating. We will spend an entire meal or coffee date or brunch all in the group chats trying to figure out why a man is acting a certain way. I think women are asking the wrong question. Why are you trying to figure out what he thinks? What do you think? What do you want? Is he doing those things? Is he attracting you? How do you feel about this? You know, I read once, and I think it's true, that women have a habit of trying to first, they try to nail down what the man thinks. And then they decide if they, the woman in a heterosexual relationship, is into it. Mm -hmm. Women are really bad about that. It's like we spend all this time being like, I think he likes me. I don't know. It's been a few hours. I haven't heard from him. What do you think he's thinking? Why why are we even worried about that? What do you (laughs) think? Does this turn you on? Are you attracted to this behavior? You know, like what are, what responsibility are you taking here? Like, I I just think it focuses on 100% the wrong thing. And I also feel clearly I have strong feelings here. The day that you stop worrying about what they think, worry about yourself, is the day that you quit wasting your time on situations that don't match what you are looking for out of a connection or a dating relationship. Yeah, I agree with all that and that it totally gives him all of the power because you're just sitting back and letting him decide. And this actually... As you were talking and I was thinking, it reminds me a lot of my last breakup, actually, because again, I'm known as the breaker upper. like that tends to be, I'm usually pretty good about being decisive about what I want and where I'm at and making those decisions. Right. And that last relationship where I was broken up with, I remember sitting there and waiting because he like, he kind of went dark on me for like a day while he was doing all of his thinking about where he was at and what he wanted. And I was literally just sitting there waiting for him to decide, did he want me or did he not want me instead of, was this relationship serving me? Was I happy with where it was at? Was I happy with how I was in the relationship? I wasn't really contemplating all of that. I was literally sitting there and waiting for him to make a choice. Ugh. like no like I if if I could go back in time as much as I cared about that person 
I would have sat back and thought about where I was at, what I wanted, what I needed and made a decision before we got to that, like, tick, 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 watch the clock, wait for this person to come out of the darkness and decide what was going to happen. Um, because everything down to the time we spoke, how we spoke, all of that was like, everything was in his court. And I was just sitting there and waiting and the breakup conversation was him ending it and us being done. I mean, it was terrible. Um, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're open to this. Tell me if you're not, and I'll just, we'll pretend like this conversation, this part of the conversation never (laughs) happened, but I feel like if you would have flipped the script and really asked yourself, how do I feel about this? Do I like what he's saying? Do I like how he's treating me? Do I like how he's approaching this? I think you would have ended it three to four months before it actually ended because at the end of it, I remember I, and I was so nervous because I knew you, you loved him and he, you know, it was very serious, but there was one point where I remember we were at brunch. I'm sure we have our own brunches and group chats <laughs> where I said something like, you know, you seem like you are stressed and not happy as much or more than you, like, it doesn't seem like he's making you happy, you know? And I, and you did acknowledge that, like, I think we're pretty honest with each other and we can say those things. So thankfully you didn't get mad at me and like throw your eggs at me or anything, which I mean, that's kind of an invasive thing for me to have said. Um, But yeah, like I I really think women end up in these dead end relationships and these dead end situations when they should have let it go because it's not serving them. It's not what they want. And you're sitting here like all worried about like, oh, well, he's going through a hard time or, oh, he's just not into me. He's like, no, maybe you're not into him. Maybe you're not into his behavior. So get out and find somebody who does treat you the way that you want to be treated because they do exist. Well, we've talked about this too before about how men are the gatekeepers for relationships. This is exactly what that is because we let them to decide. We don't want to push. We don't want to do too much. We don't want to talk about what we feel or what we need. We are waiting for them to come to a decision. Are we in a serious relationship? Are you my boyfriend? You decide where we're at and what our status is. That's super, super common. And it's just like, it's letting them pick and choose when and how. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking, you know, I, I, this is how far I've come. Cause I think I was really bad about that. Like even you and I, like back when we were early on in dating, like we definitely, I feel like tried to decipher what people were thinking and like mm-hmm. what's going on here. And I, I can see how that changed over time. Cause at a certain point, like I still think of one point when there was someone I had like a pretty good connection with, I enjoyed him. Great guy. We had a lot of fun together. He's a really good person, but he wasn't really texting me. Like he wasn't pursuing me in a way that I loved. And I just straight out, you know, said that to him. I was very direct about it. I was very nice, but I was very direct about it. And I said, you know, I really need consistency for me to stay interested. And I called it off. Not, And I didn't waste time being like, oh, well, you know, our conversation wasn't, oh, he's just not that into you. It was, this isn't what I want out of a relationship. So I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally as simple as it was. And you know what? I had so much less angst about it because I took my, I had my own power in mind. I thought about what I want in a relationship and that ain't it, you know? And I think more, honestly, I think more people should do that. Like to be, you know, I talk about everything I do wrong. That's one thing I think I do right at this point. Well, it's being less tangled up in outcomes and more about, again, what, what feels right to you, regardless of how it's going to end. And I think that last relationship for me, I was so worried about what the outcome might be. I had a hard time speaking for where I was at and what I needed, because what if I said something and then he ended it? Well, then you know what? 
it probably wasn't the right relationship for me if I was so scared of that outcome that I wasn't speaking to what my needs were. Yeah. Well, and the kind of more modern version of this is if he wanted to, he would. And again, I feel like that's just such a super over oversimplification. And my like hackles go up as soon as I hear that. Oh, if he wanted to, he would. Okay, fine. But whatever, like we all have lives, we all have things going on. And that is such a like jaded attitude. I feel like, again, it's trying to play investigator or it's kind of being a jerk. Honestly, like when people say that, I think they're kind of a jerk because people have lives. I don't think anyone owes me texts. I don't think anyone owes me a date. They owe me nothing really. And again, what do you want? Are you getting, what are you getting what you want? Are they treating you in a way that you're looking for? And also, what are you putting in? Like, what is all this focus on what they're doing, what they should be doing, and yet they're not? It's it's so toxic. Why are we doing that? Yeah, and I think people get so tangled up into, again, who texts first in the morning, or if I texted them last, can I text them? Like, all these stupid rules. It's like, if you are legitimately in a situation where you are both equally into each other, there are no wrong answers, as long as, like, you're acting, you know, kindness, courage, like, you know, you're being like a nice human, but beyond that, like there are no, no one's keeping score. Like not if he wanted to, he would, he probably will at some point if you guys are on the same page and if you're not on the same page and he's not going to, and you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. Yeah. Like you're making this so much more complicated than it needs to be. And if you're not into it, if he's annoying you, then why are you trying to go out with them? It makes no sense. Yes. Things are a lot simpler than people make them. Um, okay. So this is a big one that I know I've been thinking about lately, especially as we were talking about doing this episode, why do people and women, especially, I feel like tend to give up their power in relationships. Why do they like put themselves in a position of a passenger rather than the driver? What do you think? To a certain degree, I don't Fully under, I mean, I understand that in this scenario, I just mapped out where I was like afraid to speak to what I wanted because I was letting him make the decisions on things like that's probably a good example of me giving up power. But otherwise, I try really hard to keep it even like planning dates and switching off and like, like I'm, I don't date for dinners or drinks or whatever. Like I want to take someone out as much as they're going to take me out. And like, I like to keep it really even because we're both adults with jobs. You know, I hope like, I hope I'm dating someone who has a job. Um, I'm getting fully employed. So like, I want to spend time with someone I really enjoy and I don't get mired down in the like traditional gender roles to a certain degree. Like if someone brings me flowers, that's super nice and I like it and I'll accept it, but I'll also want to do things for them. Like I think it's completely a two-way street. Yeah. There's, um, you know what I think is interesting? And I actually, I came into this without a fully formed opinion. So I would be really interested to see what you think about this too. You know what I was thinking about whenever it is a pattern. And I think I think women know this, like whenever a man brings you flowers, even if they're from the grocery store, or if he plans a date, or if he picks you up, like these are very, very simple baseline Mm -hmm. date actions. You know, they're going to text the other gals in the group chat. Oh, he brought me flowers. Oh, he planned the date. Oh, he confirmed with me 24 hours in advance. (laughs) You know, things or even things like he hasn't mentioned sex once before we met for the first, like things like that, that really are not that 
impressive. That's not that impressive. But mm-hmm. women will put that in the group chat and be like, oh, he did it. He like, it's like, are they following the rules or the like test that we've laid out for them to grade them on how good of a date they're going to be? How, you know, and I just, I was thinking about that because that is definitely a pattern. I'm just trying to think like, what do I think about that? Why am I like, why would I tell my friends about that? Because really, is that what matters? Is that I, think what I think it's more just that like we've talked about the bar is so low mm-hmm. that it is few and far between of those who actually, you know, put an effort in. So like more to me, it's like the effort piece, like the flowers point. I've been brought flowers on dates and I have, those are the people I have ended up dating like for a significant amount of time. Like that is, and it's not the, again, it's not because they brought me flowers. It's because they were actually showing up and making an effort and showing that they were really wanted to date me versus the men where you have to nail down, like, where are we meeting? What are we doing? How about we meet here? Which again, I don't mind planning a date, but I don't want to be the only person. Like I would rather like throw ideas back and forth. Like what about this restaurant? Or do you want to go here? Or do you want to do an activity? Like, let's talk about it. I don't think they have to be the ones to, you know, sometimes when I think about dating, I think about like 80s TV shows I grew up on where it was like the girl's always really dressed up (laughs) and she goes out to the fancy restaurant that he's planned and she orders the lobster because you're supposed to do that on a date. And like all of those like really traditional things. Um, and I'm definitely not wrapped up in that. It's nice to be taken out, but it's also nice to to equally plan things. Um, but so many people don't. The ones that actually put the effort in are the ones that you're telling your friends about. Yeah. Well, it's made me think of another piece of this too. And I know, you know, because we're the ones hosting this podcast. So I'm going to start with the two of us. I know when we first started dating, we would say things like, Oh, they're, you know, they, they're, they're just started the divorce process. We would make all these excuses mm-hmm. for men that maybe were not that great, you know, in terms of the way they treated us, like they wouldn't be consistent. They wouldn't, you know, just baseline, yeah. not that great, not that great. You know, we would make all these excuses. Oh, he's got a lot going on. You know, oh, well, he's, he's so focused on his, he's so busy. I, well, I, I saw right through that beginning. There's one guy I dated. He'd be like, I'm just so busy. I'm not good at texting. I was like, do you really think I like, I, I am a smart person. I know what that means. So don't even, like, why are you like, that's an insult to my intelligence for you to say those things to me. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have said that out loud, but instead I was like, oh, okay, well, you've just got a lot going on. So when on the incident, I was like, BS. And I really should have said it out. I should have said the quiet part out loud because my inside was <laughs> correct. My inside brain was correct. Um, But yeah, like, I, why do we do that? Like we make all these excuses, like instead of um, like, we just focus so much on what they have going on that we, we just totally neglect us. Oh, I always put myself last. That is like one of the worst things that I do in relationships. Like whatever I have going on is I'm like the cheerleader for whatever's happening in their lives. And my life, I just like put to like the the bottom of the barrel to the point where when in those relationships, the person I'm dating tends to not even ask about what's going on in my life. And partly like that's on them. They should be paying more attention, but also like, how can I, when like I'm putting their stuff first all the time, (laughs) like I'm creating that situation to a certain degree. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I've gotten so much better about that too. Like, well, this is what I need. This is what I want. And then they're either there for it or they're not. And it's really okay. Like, and also on the other side of it, I'm not mad at them for not being there for it. 
That just means we're not a match. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Most people are not your match. 97% of the people you meet are not your match. Um, okay, so this brings me to another thing. As part of this conversation, you know, this this is very related to the idea of the chase or pursuit. And I kind of have a, a different take on this and that I think we should chase standards, not people. Like there's all this advice out there if you go on TikTok, of course, um, <laughs> where they say things like how to get a man's attention, how to get a man to chase you, how to get him interested in you. And I really hate all of that advice because I don't think you should have to do that. <laughs> I think you, again, put it on yourself. What are your standards and are they acting in a way that matches what you're looking for? Chase the standards. Like we shouldn't be talking about how to chase someone or get them to chase you. Like, well, how about we get to know each other, connect in a real way and treat each other to the standard that we're looking for. That's a much more productive approach in my mind uh, than this whole idea of like playing hard to get playing games. You know, instead of like actually connecting to each other in a normal real way, which honestly takes way less energy. Well, there's even like the hacks for like Bumble because Bumble, you know, the woman has to message first, but you'll find these like tricks so you can like game the system so that the man messages you first. I I don't even remember what it is, but like. I mean, there are so many issues with Bumble and the women messaging person. I don't like anything about it. But also, like, are we really trying to, like, trick somebody on a dating app to send the opening message? Like, is that where we're at? Because I don't want to be there. That's not where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Again, if I send somebody a message and they don't respond, then it is what it is. And we probably weren't meant to date. Like, that is just the reality of it all. And I don't need to, like, try and, like, hack the system in order to, like, you know, force their hand to send me a hello or ask me a question. Well, people will do, people will spend all kinds of time so that they don't have to self-reflect on anything real. That's to my mind, that's the base of all of this. This whole like chase thing and how to get a man to do this. And, you know, is he into me? You know, what's he looking for? All of that. I think that is all just a ruse so that you can avoid looking at yourself and being real and actually connecting to someone in a real way. Like you and I have talked about, I think there's dating. You can treat dating like a hobby or an activity. And I think that's what a lot of people do. Dating Mm -hmm. should be a fun, sexy thing that you do. Absolutely. But it's totally different. And pretty unrelated to the idea of connecting to someone in a real way, actually getting to know each other and building something real. In my mind, there's very little relation between the two, um, two things. Yeah. And I think you can pick it out pretty easily because I can tell you like 95% of the dates I've gone on, like the ones where you like all the ones where, you know, going into it, that this is absolutely going to be nothing. And there's no, like, why am I going on this date? Because you can tell that there's nothing there and it's somebody who's not really into it in a real way and who hasn't actually trying to get to know you. And then the ones who are actually put in the effort and show up in a real way, like they do stand out. And those are off also often the ones who are planning the dates and doing the nice little touches because they are there in a real way. Yeah. That's why we talk about them over brunch. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay. So again, well, not again, this is also related to manipulation. Um, you know, like we have this bad habit, I think, as women to try to, and I'm doing this with air quotes, you guys can't see it, but I, I'm air quoting right now, how to get a man to act right. You know, there's an article mm-hmm. that came out somewhat recently from Psychology Today about um, how there's a rise in lonely single men, and it really pins it on a lack of relationship and dating skills in men. Mm-hmm. We have a whole episode about that. 
Um, so I won't go too far into it, but I mean, I, to me, I, I, I mean, I've experienced this. I will say most of the men I've gone out with feel like they're just a total mess. Um, it's a perilous world out there post-divorce. It really is with a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of emotional issues and they're at various stages. And sometimes you happen to meet one that is pretty self-aware, self-evolved is a really grounded person and has been through a lot, but has also worked hard on their healing. They are a diamond. They're a diamond in a sea of people that have not done that work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think that's where that comes from is so many women get frustrated and they're like, Oh, this is so hard. Like, I don't want to keep just like this grist mill of going through me and after me and after me. And why can't you just act right? And trying to get them to do that. Um, and I just think that's so unhealthy. Like, like they're either going to pick it up or let it go. Like, why are you trying to make someone treat you well? Like you can treat yourself well. You really, the default is not being in a relationship. Yeah. I'm not here to fix anybody. Like that is no. not my goal. Like I, either someone can show up in a real way or they can move along. Like I'm not interested in playing games. I'm not interested in trying to shape a situation to be something that it's not or convince myself or tell myself again, what we talked about of he's so busy or he has this going on or he's not that into me or, you know, we have a great connection, but like, no, like either somebody is there in a legit way or it's just not a fit. And I think, however, it is often really hard to see that when you haven't had a really healthy, good connection with someone, because when you see that and you feel it like, Oh, well, this is absolutely how it should be. And then you look at all the past stuff and we're like, well, that was all nonsense. and didn't make any sense. And I should never have been in those situations because I should hold out for this really great one. But if you haven't seen the great in a long time, it gets really frustrating. And again, it's really hard. And you, you try and like you said, you match and they seem to line up on paper and they're attractive. And so you just try and fix all of the other little things. And like, that's never, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's better to move on. It really is better to be alone and, and just be available and out there. And if you meet the right person, then it's going to fit mm-hmm. and it'll fit the way it should. Um, I think you're right though. I think it's really hard. This whole conversation that we had, I actually, even though, you know, the, he's just not that into you movie features a lot of young people and all of that. I think this is something it takes a long time to really get. Cause I think this is something that I knew when I was younger, even when I first started dating, but it's not something I really lived until, I don't know, last nine months Mm -hmm. now. Like I have no problem just saying, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what it takes for me to stay interested. I think you're really cool, but you know, this is not exactly working for me. If you're into it, great. If not, you know, I, I think I'm going to move on. I really have no problem doing that. Cause you know what, like this whole idea of like hanging on to anyone, like a life preserver, that's something you're more likely to do when you have a lot of work to do on yourself, when you're healthy and confident and secure, and maybe have worked on your anxious attachment in therapy and copious appointments, like I have, um, then at a certain point, you have no problem letting that person go. It's like, this isn't what I want Bye. you know, no offense, but this is not what I'm looking for. And I think you get to a point where when you're healthy, that's real easy to do. But if you're struggling to do that, you probably have a lot of work you need to work on in therapy or with your gal pals. Well, when you think about that movie, he's just not that into you. It is just a bunch of sad, clingy women who are rearranging themselves 
for whatever available man might be in front of their face at that moment. Like there is no, like being able to flip it around and ask the question of what do you want? And if you looked at the characters from that movie and we're like, what are you like, are you happy with this situation? No, then move on instead of them just like going through like man after like the main character is just like, maybe this one, maybe it'll be this one. Maybe it'll be that guy. Maybe it's the guy at the bar. Maybe it's this one. And settle down and like, go get a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and gosh, you know, it makes me, you and I have also talked about this. Like we have encountered a few men that we found out were married, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were lying about it and without fail, without fail, like this hasn't even happened once. Um, whoever they're married to is an incredible person. Mm -hmm. So accomplished really, a lot of them had the kind of careers where they're really making a positive difference in the world. I wanted to be their friend, hands down. Some of them have been great. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, it just, it makes me think about like when these, when women settle for a man that's honestly not that great, (laughs) you know, maybe the fact that he's not into you is really says something bad about him. I'm going to say that straight out because, you know, Laura, I know you, I know myself, I know our other friends and we're very lucky to know a lot of really cool, accomplished, um, women. And so any man that, that doesn't treat them well, I'm just like, wow, this really says all the bad things about the man and not Mm -hmm. her. And I think all of us should have that attitude about ourselves. Why are you twisting yourself? You're amazing. And there's someone out there who will see it and appreciate it. That's real. I'm not just saying that because we're on this podcast. Like it's true. Um, so why are you wasting your time on some guy who's never going to make you happy? Is that really what you want? Probably not. So quit wasting your time. Move on. Yeah. And my take on it is like, yeah, I think I'm overall generally pretty great, whatever. And I know that most people aren't going to like, it's not going to be a fit with most people. And that's okay. Like that ability to just be like, well, they're, they're, they're probably not going to be into me. And that's all right. Like not everybody is going to, and not having that expectation that every single person you go out on a date with wants to marry you is like totally fine because you will find the one where it does connect and you're not going to ask any of these questions like, oh, why is he doing that? Like if you're in a healthy relationship, you are not spending time trying to decipher his text messages. Your brunch conversation is not, okay, go look at this. And what did he mean? Let's read between the lines. That's not happening. Right. Well, the other thing in that situation. Well, here's the other thing I want to bring up. There have been men that I've gone out with that either I wasn't into them or they weren't into me. And you know what? We had a very grown up conversation where one or both of us said, you know, I don't think there's a romantic connection here. I think you're really cool, but I just, I don't see us dating or going further. And it was fine. Mm -hmm. So you can also turn it like back around. You can not be into each other and treat each other well. That is also possible. So this whole idea of he's treating you poorly, that means he's not into you. There are plenty of people out there who are not into you that also treat you well. Like that's out there too. So really what this comes down to is why are you tolerating someone who's mediocre or worse in your life? Like ditch them, get rid of them. Cause that, you know, I, I think it's just like taking up space from you and your life and hobbies you could be taking up experiences you could be focusing on. Um, you know, I think it really comes down to instead of worrying about like, oh, he's not into me. So he's not treating me well. There are plenty of people that I haven't been into and I still treated them well. Like mm-hmm. those things are not mutually exclusive. Are you really out there only being nice to people you're, you want to sleep with? Cause that's screwed up. Agreed strong feelings i hate that phrase so much that's a great way to make me just go off when someone says that to me (laughs) sometimes i see that post in some of my singles groups on facebook i'm like i literally sit there and like oh my god jesus help me 
Um, because I just hate it so much. <laughs> All right, so that's enough of that. Yeah. All right, guys. Matter if he's into you. That's no, nice. it doesn't. Are you, are you in them? That's what matters. Or them, or her, whoever it may be. Thanks, right. everybody. We'll see you later. Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms, because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.